Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, everybody? This is Rob Brandt. And this is Rick Brandt, and we are the Brothers Brandt. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Brothers Brandt podcast. We uh, uh, owe you guys a, a deep apology for keeping you in the waiting in the wings as we uh, barrel down our road trip of Tennessee. Uh, but you guys are in for an amazing episode. Episode 152. Two. 152. The Brant's Music City Miracle in mm. Rocky Top. Oh, I like it, Robbie boy. A pun right there. Little Titans game. Little little Volunteers game. You saw what I did there. Oh my gosh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. All right, let's get into this. Let's talk about our our trip, Rick. Sure, uh, I'd be happy to break it they, down. What they want you break it down. We'll 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 um. We'll uh, zig and zag throughout this thing. We'll find a way to the finish. Hey, listen, that's what we do here on the Brothers Brand Podcast. And as Rob mentioned, the boys made a trip to Tennessee. We have on our bucket list a few more stadiums that we can check off after a weekend in Tennessee. We had never been to Neyland Stadium, home of the Tennessee Volunteers. Nor had we been to a Tennessee Titans game at East Stadium. So the brothers Brandt converged in Knoxville and then made their way over to Nashville. And ladies and gentlemen, it was a fantastic weekend. As always, we try to get into town a couple days in advance. It allows for us to get a lay of the land scope things out, see a few things that we might not normally see had we arrived on game day. And so the boys got in on Thursday evening, settled in to a glorious Red Roof Inn. I mean, this thing was luxurious, hot tub, pool, gym, cardio center. TV didn't work. No TV in the cardio center. (laughs) Power was out. You didn't want to, you know. Hey, we're on a tight budget, all right? Hot, hot breakfast with a 2.1 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. But listen, we got up at the crack of dawn. You just need, you just need a place to lay your head. That's, That's all. That's all. And we really our head because we're going full throttle. The brothers Brant were bringing it like we used to. And one of the cool things about Tennessee, if you haven't been, definitely put this on your list. Get to Knoxville as soon as possible, preferably in the month of September. It does start to get a little chilly. 
as the year goes on. But so Tennessee was riding high and uh, they were playing South Carolina when we were in town, the Gamecocks. And uh, a little rivalry in the SEC the year prior, South Carolina knocked off Tennessee when they were having a great season the year before. So um, there was some bad blood in the water, to say the least. And I use that pun intentionally, bad blood in the water, because Neyland Stadium, which if you didn't know this, ladies and gentlemen, Neyland Stadium seats over 100,000 fans. It's actually the eighth largest stadium in the world. And it's located on the Tennessee, which is super unique. There's hundreds of college football stadiums in the United States. There's less than five. There's a handful, only three football stadiums that are based on a body of water. So close where you could do not tailgating, but what the folks of Knoxville call sailgating. And so the Brothers Brandt, of course, participated. Rob, tell the listeners how you and I on Friday set us up for success on Saturday. And then we'll get into the stadium and us getting on the field, all the shenanigans. But let's let's start off with a little sailgating preview here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think um, I think we kind of have to talk about the field, too. Well, I'll, I'll talk about the field. I'll talk about the f- getting on the field and stuff like that. But, look, you got to follow the simple rules. Dress the part. We had all Tennessee gear on, right? We're there for the home team. We're excited, rocking the orange and white. Um, get there early. Uh, so, you know, I think we'll, we'll start how, how things progress throughout the day. So we wanted to check out campus. Uh, you know, Knoxville uh, is is a school of 25,000 undergrads, 10,000 graduates, 35,000. So it's not this overwhelmingly massive university and it's tucked in Knoxville, the city. So it's pretty cool. And we we went right over to Neyland Stadium and started doing a little circle around it. And uh, all of a sudden we just saw we saw a gate wide open and we we're like, you know what? We're seeing people walk in. Why don't we just walk in? And we just walked down there. Nobody said anything to us. So we just walked right out onto the field. <laughs> no one said anything. And then we just took a picture. We were actually talking to some sound engineer guy, uh, which was really nice. Uh, one of the guys actually took a picture for us. So we got a picture on the field Friday before. Um, and then we just left there and we wanted to go and check out the sailgating that Rick talked about. One of a kind. There's only three stadiums in the country. Um Baylor Bears in Texas that have a river running by their stadium. And then the University of Washington out in the Seattle area has a uh, a massive bay uh, lake. But this is one of a kind in the sense that it's better than Baylor. It's more developed. These are yachts, Rick. These are mini yachts that show up that people sleep on, uh, you know, multiple bedrooms. Like some of the yachts were four bedrooms. Some are houseboats that are actually parked there all season long. Like they have hot water and like ice and all this stuff. And people live there for the entire fall on this houseboat in Knoxville, decked out in, in orange and white Tennessee gear. So we stroll there and it's already a party on Friday. You probably had about, uh, I would say about a hundred boats there along the river. And what's unique is these boats don't have slips, like dock slips that you go into. It's just this one really long dock with boats tied up next to each other. 
Uh, so you have to be really friendly with the person next to you to tie up next to them and put some buoys next to them. And people have to walk over boats to get to the furthest one out. So if you park all the way out, good luck getting in and out, right? If you want to go to the mainland, you got to be really friendly with like six other boats to walk over. them. Uh, so we went there and we were just, you know, curious about the tailgating. We had no idea how it works. So we drum up conversation with uh, this lovely family uh, originally from Columbia, South Carolina, but they were not Gamecocks on that day. They are volunteer fans uh, through and through. Um, and uh, Gary and, uh, and Julie, I believe, uh, you know, they were absolute fantastic humans. Uh, they didn't know us from Adam and they, they told us all about sailgating. They were like, Hey, come on by tomorrow during the game or before the game. Uh, we'll be here. You guys are more than welcome to come on our boat. And it's the little things make the big things. You got to remember little details. And they mentioned something about their daughter's birthday or son-in-law's birthday. So I tucked that away in the old noggin and fast forward. You know, we have a great time on Friday night. We go to a, a place called Walk-On's Phenomenal Food, come back the next morning, but we stop at a local Kroger and I'm like, Rick, we got to do it upright. You can't just be showing up to these to these festivities empty handed. You know, so we got a case of beer. We got some volunteer cupcakes uh, and uh, we got happy birthday balloons and volunteer balloons and all that stuff. And we roll up to this uh, to this boat at like, nine o'clock in the morning to drop off these goodies before the day really kicks off. And that's where we, uh, we met the, the birthday girl, birthday guy. Turns out both their birthdays were, were right around the corner and we hit it off. We talked the masters, we talk sports road trips. We tell them a little bit about ourselves. And we probably had fun for like an hour and a half. And then we dropped off the goodies and we were like, Hey, let's go and check out the other tailgating they got. We'll come back to the sailgating. So I'm going to come up for air right here, Ricky. Not sure if I left anything out that you were, uh, that you want to mention. You had a friend of yours that happened to be going to school there. That is correct. Bella, shout out Bella Watson. Thank you, Bella, again for the tour. We got a chance to check out all things on campus, including the library. Loved the study and facilities. First time Rob's ever been on a, in a library on a major campus, I hear. <laughs> that is correct. The Dewey Decibel system is completely foreign to me. <laughs> I don't even know if you put those books back in the right spot now that I think about it. I did not, sir. Why don't you talk about the basketball arena before we get back to the sailgating? I agree. So for those that uh, are familiar with Tennessee athletics, you know Pat Summit. Pat Summit. One of the all-time legends in sports, in all of sports, this coaching phenom, Rob, had been at the University of Tennessee for, get this, she had from 1974 to 2012. What? She won over a 1,000 games, and she won eight national championships women's basketball has been changed forever because of the legend of pat summit who just a few years ago passed away but in her honor the court in which both the women and the men play basketball on is nicknamed the summit which is so cool Got chills, and and it's so fitting that it's at Rocky Top. (laughs) Exactly, Rob. This 
is just one of the most famous college basketball courts and arenas there is. Like you make a list, Tennessee's top five, okay? Mm-hmm. And it was really neat because you and I got a chance to get into the athletic facilities, take a tour of, of just the basketball stadium. But we got a chance to go out on the court, center court, you know, where they throw the jump ball at. We got a cool picture there. And then we took a tour of their football training facilities, which were no slouch. Those things were impressive. That 100-yard indoor field reminded me of some of those other SEC facilities we've Mm. seen Mm. around the country. And they do it right there at Rocky Top, no doubt about it. Yeah. So we take a tour, and um, we just enjoy the day. The weather couldn't have been more perfect. And, you know, Rob, we did our legwork in advance. So the next morning it's game day and the game doesn't kick off until 730. It's a night game. Long day. Long day. This is not a sprint, folks. This is a marathon. You need to pace yourself. So as Rob alluded to, we showed up early the next morning, said hi to everybody, got connected. And then we left for a little while. We went on the river. Great Got to meet a few individuals that were in from out of town, small world, great conversations. The buzz was in the air by noon. Well, Rick, what was the name of the restaurant we went to? Calhoun's. Calhoun's on the river. If you ever go to a, a, a Tennessee game, you got to go to Calhoun's on the river. It's fantastic. And the food was delicious. Now, uh, we head back over to the sail gating. And what was kind of cool was Rob and I, as you listeners know, this isn't our first rodeo. We've been doing this type of stuff for probably over a decade at this point now. Yes, sir. And about six years ago, we happened to be in the city of Atlanta for a kickoff game. And that's where we crossed paths with a dear friend of the pod. His name is Jason. We'll leave it at that. And Jason, (laughs) Jason's a marketer. He's a promoter. And his job is to go around and whoever his clients is, he does a really cool job in hyping up and advertising during tailgates his clients' products. And so, lo and behold, we met this guy six or seven years ago. Rob put out a TikTok video or something when we got to Tennessee. And next thing we knew, Jason was reaching back out, an old friend of the pod. Hey, guys, I happen to be in Tennessee this week, my alma mater. So let's link up. So we joined forces with Jason as we head back over towards the sail gating hours before kickoff. And it turns out that Jason, this year's client, is none other than Wampler's. Wampler's Sausage. They've got (laughs) patties. They've got links. Rob, what else does Wampler's carry? They got it all. They got everything you want. They got all the meat selection you could ever desire. Exactly. And this, and this podcast is brought by, brought to you by Wamplers. We got meat. You grill it. You enjoy it. You love it for the rest of your life. See, there you go, folks. And we meet up with Jason. And Jason says, Rick, we're doing the contest again this year. Would you and Rob be interested? And we were interested, folks. So what we did was essentially rolled up to the sail gating and our friends. We, all right, so, with- so there was, there was, there was like five people in Jason's crew. So picture us, everybody that's listening to this, 
you know, you got me and Rick in Tennessee gear. You got these guys wearing Wamplers t-shirts behind us. You have, you have something like a news camera that they're filming on one of those big cameras. You got another guy holding a microphone and we just roll back up to this tailgate, uh, sail gate, uh, not telling this family anything. <laughs> like We're just like, we're bringing this, this uh, camera crew and I hope they're okay with it. <laughs> yeah. They had no idea what was occurring, but they were good spirits, good sports, and good fun. So we were all on, literally jumped on in a half a dozen different boats filled with drunk Tennessee fans and handing out sausage links for them to grill up on the back of their boat as we grabbed some content and um, essentially interview uh, us, the Brothers Brandt, as uh, tailgating aficionados yes. who yes. happen to be in Tennessee this week. And it was just a blast. It was so much fun. Hours worth of laughter. At one Gary, point, Rob, Gary did Rob, a keg stand. We had a yeah. 70-year-old man do his first ever keg stand on film. Yours truly got up there, did a nice little keg stand, threw it back. We had this other guy who's been going to Tennessee games forever, super long hair. Looks like he sleeps on the boat, if you're catching my drift. Super nice guy. He decided, hey, you know what? We're going to go all out. And I guess he had a change of clothes because uh, he decided to do a little cameo for Wamplers and said, Wamplers ultimate tailgating. This is what tailgating's all about. And then just jumped right into the into the river, uh, into the Tennessee River. It was epic. It was epic. Hours, hours and hours of great fun before the game. Uh, at that point, you know, we had come, we had seen, and we had conquered the sail gating, literally enjoying it to the fullest. Yes. But it was time to make our way over to Neyland Stadium, home of the Tennessee Volunteers. And we got in there early. We got a chance to see all the players and coaches come on in. They do the vol walk into the stadium you actually got some high fives from the head coach oh yeah absolutely um, i mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sit here and toot my own horn but i think that's why they won i think so he was inspired inspired yeah And, and rob the festivities didn't stop outside the stadium on the boats they continued inside the band was in full force the tennessee volunteers were celebrating so the entire football team from the 98 season was back there and they were just partying, carrying on, having a good time. So before the game even kicked off, there was electricity throughout the stadium. Yeah. And then the game started. Well, hold on, Rick. Let me just give a little background on Tennessee football right here, okay? If please, I, please, if I, please. If I, if I, if I could, okay. Please. Um, so let me di- give give a little Wikipedia here. 130 seasons for Tennessee Volunteers. So, so this this university is dating back to the 1800s, 1890, 91 to be exact. 130 seasons. Overall record of 867 wins, 410 losses. Uh, they have the uh, most home wins in college football history. Okay, uh, so pretty epic stat there. Uh, they also have uh, 54 bowl appearances, 29 victories in bowls. They've won 16 conference championships, and they've also claimed six national titles. Uh, the most recent one is 1998. So uh, hopefully they can 
right the ship over the next uh, next decade, next couple of years. Um, and that's what they are recognizing the 1998 national champions. Uh, so that's a little background on on the uh, the team there. Uh, so pretty epic. The energy, the buzz, Rick. And I got to say, this stadium, and I told you when we were there, this stadium has no frills. Like, granted, we did not go into the suites, but there is desperate need of paint jobs all over this place. There was rust on the on the on the pillars, uh, the bathrooms. At one at one moment, Rick, I thought you were going into a janitor's closet because I was just like, "There's no." Well, I was like, "Where is Rick going?" I'm like, "Rick, like, why are you going to janitor's closet?" And that's <laughs> actually like the door to go into the men's bathroom. They don't even have urinals; it's just troughs. Like, it's just old school stuff. Um, definitely wouldn't give it a 10 out of 10 on amenities, but I will give it a, a 9.8 out of 10 on electricity. This place was buzzing, Rick. Their, their marching band is known as, as the pride of the Southland, Southland, arguably one of the best marching bands in the entire country next to Texas A&M and a couple of others and Ohio State. And like this, this was amazing. The place was absolutely rocking pregame. It was insanity, Rob. And, and I tell you what, it surprised me. It took me by storm. You know what? I've been to stadiums. I've been prepared for them. You and I have traveled the country. And this one exceeded expectations. Oh, yeah. So, so let me get into the game here. Spencer Rattler was the quarterback for South Carolina. Joe Milton the third quarterback for Tennessee. And these two were ready to duke it out. The fans were ready to trash talk. And it was South Carolina who actually jumped out ahead uh, with the first score of the day. Yeah. Yeah. But by the time it was halftime, it was it was 10 to 24. Tennessee was rolling. And the momentum continued in the second half. The final score ended up being 41 to 20. So two future NFL quarterbacks we got a chance to see. Yeah. Some stars on the field, both offensively and defensively. And- and running, and running back wise, Jalen Wright put up 123 yards on 16 carries, 7.7 yards a carry. Jabari Small put up uh, 59 yards. Dylan, Dylan T- Sampson put up 49 yards. Rob, they, Rob. they have this wide receiver. His name is Marcarius White, but they his nickname must be Squirrel White. And because they kept saying squirrel white on the on the PA system, he had nine receptions for 100 yards. I felt like he was their entire uh, offensive air attack. <laughs> it was fantastic, Rob. It just was awesome. I love the play call and I love the excitement, the fireworks, the band at halftime. It truly was a great experience. And that was day one, game one of the Brothers Brandt podcast. I could barely hear. I could barely hear during the game that when they when they scored touchdowns, they were singing Rocky Top. Oh, I got chills at the at the end of the third quarter going into the fourth. They did. Uh, they sang along to uh, I got friends in low places by Garth Brooks, kind of similar to not similar in the song, but similar into the tradition of Penn State singing Sweet Caroline in the third quarter. And man, I just I played that video for you pre pre-call man i just got chills sent down my spine thinking back to that moment hey that's what that'll what that's what'll happen out here in tennessee so the boys have a great time in knoxville late game a late game for sure well past the bedtime 
Yeah, we crawl back to the Red Roof Inn for just a few minor hours, and kudos to Rob for getting behind the driving, uh, you know, wheel there and powering us in the morning as the sun hadn't even come up yet to Nashville, Tennessee. Well, at like 5 o'clock in the morning. I think we got like four hours of sleep. <laughs> I don't know how we did it, Rob, but we strolled into town. We grabbed some parking just outside Nissan Stadium, home of the Tennessee Titans, which, by the way, there's a reason why the Tennessee Titans are getting a new stadium in a few years. So nothing to write home here about the Nissan Stadium. No offense, fellas out there, but you'll have a nice new one in just a few. But, Rob, the Tennessee Titans, they were taking on Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. And before it was time to kick off around noon local time, we decided to hit downtown Broadway. Oh, yeah. Nashville, Tennessee. Your old stopping grounds, and been there I've been there a handful of times. Broadway, baby, Broadway's dark tonight. I'll tell you, that's weaker than it used to be. I think we might be losing viewerships by the second because of <laughs> now Broadway, though, Rob has to be cleaned every morning because of the bachelor and bachelorette parties that take place the night prior. We had the we had the machines out there. It was early, the calm before the storm. It was really neat to see all the Bengals fans that travel so well and the Tennessee Titan fans all just carrying on in local bars and cafes early in the morning. It was really cool. We swung by Johnny Cash's place, had some delicious pancakes, French toast, unreal. Oh, yeah. And then it was time. It was time to make our way into the ballpark. Yeah. Early start there at twelve o'clock at twelve o'clock uh, current time because it's one o'clock Eastern, so we didn't have mu- too much time That's to right. hang out. But I love that bridge. Uh, you know, look, I think Nashville is a phenomenal city. You got the music, you got the bars, uh, you know, you got the Predators there for hockey. That's just kicking off. Or, uh, the pucks dropping tonight. Uh, you got Nashville SC soccer picking up. It's this city. They got three sports teams, but they're. They, they're tri- tried and true. They were loud for their Titans. Wow. Rob, they, they've got uh, this new stadium coming in that will be enclosed and it will host Super Bowls and Final yeah. Fours. So Absolutely. a lot of really good stuff coming their way. It's also right on a little bit of a river here, a little canal, as you alluded to, a bridge that'll take you from downtown Nashville to the front gates of Nissan Stadium. And we got in there early. We got a chance to uh, take our lap, loop it around. Check in, take it all in, the sights, the sounds. And it was time. It was time for Ryan Tannehill on Burke. And this was a really cool game, Rob. I thoroughly enjoyed this one because of Derek Henry. Oh, the King, man. King Henry, as they call him. Yes. This guy is probably one day going to be an NFL Hall of Famer. He is like an offensive lineman playing running back. He's extremely athletic, strong. It doesn't even do it justice. And Cincinnati went down and kicked a field goal to start the game to go up 3-0. They didn't score a point the rest of the game. The Titans scored 27 unanswered. And King Henry ran for a buck 22, a tutty. And my personal favorite was when he threw – for a touchdown on the two-yard line. We saw on one of his touchdowns, which was a rushing touchdown, just the most forceful stiff arm. He broke like six tackles and just 
man child into the end zone. It was epic. Yeah. And it was great just because both of his touchdowns, his passing touchdown and his rushing touchdown were on our side. Ricky did a great job getting tickets like sixth, seventh row, uh, you know, up on the 10 yard line. Phenomenal. Waiting till the last minute to buy these tickets. Um, and Rick, it, it was awesome seeing him do the jump pass, his signature jump pass, which he did again this week, too. <laughs> I love it. And we saw DeAndre Hopkins and Jamar Chase. Yes. Like we saw, it was really cool. Joe Mixon of the Bengals and Joe Burrow, you know, it was, it was a really fun day. We enjoyed some turkey legs, some great concessions. I had 9.5 on the turkey leg. It was glorious. The boys had a great time in Tennessee. It was a wonderful trip, a nice weekend getaway. More of them to come in the future for the Brothers brand. But on episode 152, we sign off here as we always do. Thank you for listening. I'm Rick Brandt. And I'm Rob Brandt. And we're the Brothers Brandt. Thanks for listening.